Welcome to Beyond Books, the radio program and podcast bringing you all the possibilities presented by the St. John's Public Libraries. I'm Hans Rollman. And I'm Chloe Whitmer. And welcome to another edition of Beyond Books, the podcast and radio program about all the possibilities the St. John's Public Libraries have to offer. I am Hans Rollman. I'm Chloe Whitridge. And winter is approaching ever closer. It's colder. It's almost, well, it'll be December by the time people listen to this, maybe. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) How, How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. What have we got to talk about today? Uh, We have lots of events going on at the library in December. So starting with the AC Hunter Public Library, we have the Newfoundland Book Awards. Um, It's nonfiction readings and award presentation on Wednesday, December 4th at 6.30 p.m., where WANL is presenting readings by the three finalists in the nonfiction category, followed by the presentation of the award to the winner. And there's no need to register, so you can just drop by and see the event. Next, there's the Machines Like Me Book Club on Wednesday, December 4th at 7 p.m. And all are welcome to join the group discussion of Ian McEwan's Machines Like Me, and no pre-registration is required for that either. Then there's a book launch for The Last Tree by Michelle Churchill on Thursday, December 5th at 6 p.m., where you can come join NGen Books as they celebrate the launch of Michelle Churchill's wonderful first children's novel. It follows a young boy's encounters with magical land and features spectacular art by Ariel Marsh. All ages are welcome and no pre-registrations required. Then there's the Well Now Health Information Session. There's a few of these. Um, There's one on Tuesday, December 10th at 6.30 p.m. where you can come by the library community room to learn from professionals about treating your child's fevers and infections at home. And limited space is available, so please call to register. Then there's the Digital Literacy Session on Thursday, December 12th at 10 a.m. And this one's about understanding apps. So you can come by this session to let the NL Community Sector Council's Techno Tutors show you how to navigate and download apps on your smart device. Please call to register. Then there's another WellNow Health Information Session on Cannabis in Your Health on Thursday, December 12th at 6.30 p.m. You can join this health information session to learn more about the medical uses of cannabis and its effect on the body from Dr. Alia Norman, Radiation Oncologist, and call to register for that. Then we have the AC Hunter Children's Public Library. Um, We have the tween scavenger hunt on Wednesday, December 4th at 3.30 p.m. So this is when the usual tween maker space would be. And it's going to be transformed into an afternoon of scavenging and no registrations required for that. A library is such a good place for scavenger hunts. I know. Yeah, there's so many little corners and places to hide things. And and it can be, you know, sometimes I wind up in the library after hours when I have meetings, you know, for the library board or something and it's so creepy after hours and it'd be a it great is, place for is. like i don't know a haunted house or something yeah for sure yeah there must be some books written about like yeah like horror a stories take library. Place in the library. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but scavenger that's great next there's the play group for babies and tots on friday december 6th at 9 30 a.m um, you can come spend some time with other parents and tots in an unstructured playgroup for kids 0 to 3. Toys and books will be provided, and this will be the last playgroup for 2019 that will resume on January 10th. And no registrations required, but please bring along your library card. Then on Friday, December 6th at 3.30 p.m., there's Making Mummer Masks, getting into the Christmas spirit, where children ages 6 and up can come join our friends from the Mummers Festival to learn how to make their own mummer mask and all supplies will be provided and no registrations required. 
Then there's the Christmas Puppet Show on Saturday, December 7th at 2.30 p.m., where NDVNL's Jake Thompson will be presenting his wonderful Christmas Puppet Show, and all ages are welcome. No pre-registration is required. I love puppet shows. I used to love going to them when I was younger. Really? Yeah. I, I, I can't. I've been to a couple. Yeah. Um, Andy Jones had a puppet show a few years ago at the LSP Hall. I went to. It was for one of his kind of mythical fairy children's books. It was. It was beautiful. Yeah. 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 I had a friend whose mom actually was an artist, and I think she worked with Andy Jones. Her name was Darka, and she used to make these beautiful yes. puppets. And yeah, I think it was with him. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Puppets are really fun. Um, then there's a drop-in holiday story time on Wednesday, December 11th at 10.30 a.m. where kids age 0 to 5 can come by for holiday stories, rhymes, and songs. No registrations required, but please bring your library card. Then we have the holiday crafter noon on Thursday, December 12th and Thursday, December 19th at 3.30 p.m. It's for kids age in grades 1 to 6 to drop by after school and create holiday crafts together. No registrations required. Then we have the Hanukkah story time on Saturday, December 14th at 2.30 p.m., where you can come by the library for stories, rhymes, songs, crafts, um, all celebrating the Jewish festival of Hanukkah. Please call to pre-register. Um, then we have the family board game night on Thursday, December 17th at 7.30 p.m., where you can drop by the library for the whole fam- with the whole family for a fun night of playing games. All the board games will be provided and no registrations required. Then we have Lego Free Play on Saturday, December 21st at 3.30 p.m., where kids of all ages can come play, build, and create with the library's provided Lego collection. No registration required. Then at Marjorie Muse Public Library, we have the annual Mummer Kitchen Party on Thursday, December 5th at 6.30 p.m. You can drop by the library for stories, songs, dancing, and fun for the whole family, and no need to register. Then we have another puppet show at Marjorie Muse um, on Friday, December 6th at 10.30 a.m., where kids age 0 to 6 can come see a wonderful puppet show featuring characters and picture books from children's literature. And there's no need to register for that. Then we have the Mummer Memories Mug Up on Thursday, December 12th at 10 a.m. Uh, Christmas is right around the corner, and that means lots of holiday memories. So you can come do- join the discussion and bring your favorite memories of Mummers, Jannies, Hobby Horses, and more. Then we have the Pokemon Club again on Tuesday, December 17th at 3.30 p.m., where Pokemon-loving kids ages 6 to 12 can bring their Pokemon cards, talk about their favorite Pokemon, and more. Please call to register. And last but not least, we have the Michael Donovan Public Library. Um, I mentioned this on the last podcast, but again, we have the Harry Potter Holiday Crafternoon on Friday, December 6th at 3.30 p.m., where kids in grades 1 and up can get together to make holiday ornaments inspired by the magical wizarding world of Harry Potter. Uh, There's limited space available, so please pre-register by calling. Um, then there's the Saturday morning story time on Saturday, December 7th at 11 a.m., where you can come join the monthly story time group for stories, rhymes, songs, and fun. Um, children of all ages are welcome, but it's best suited for ages 2 to 6, and no pre-registration is required. Then we have the gingerbread house making on Wednesday, December 11th at 6.30 p.m., where you can grab the whole family and join the library to make crafty gingerbread houses out of cardboard. All materials will be provided and all ages are welcome. Please call to pre-register. Then we have the upcycled holiday candle making on Wednesday, December 18th at 7 p.m., where teens and adults aged 13 and up can bring their old mason jars and turn them into beautiful holiday candles. Please call to register. Wow, there's just so much going on. I know, especially for Christmas, all of the crafts. Yeah, I love the holiday events, like Christmas stuff and Hanukkah stuff. And uh, yeah, it just gets you so in the season. And in a good way, like I've noticed 
a lot of Harry Potter, you know, ornaments and stuff around town. And I, I'm always tempted by them, but how much nicer to make your own, hey? I know, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and get candles. together with other Harry Potter fans totally. and, you know, make them. Yeah. Oh, that's really fun. And I just thought I'd mention that a few dates that were closed uh, over the break is Wednesday, December 25th, so Christmas Day, and uh, December 26th, uh, Boxing Day, and then New Year's Day, January 1st. And on Wednesday, December 13th, AC Hunter is closing at 1 p.m., and the rest of the branches, like um, Marjorie Mees and Michael Dunneman, will close at 12.30. Okay. Wow. Just so much going on. <laughs> yeah, people are going to have to like listen back to the that whole run through again because there's like so many great events. So hopefully people have their pen and paper there to jot down notes. Um, and I'm always struck by just how fun the library has become. Lego um, gatherings and family board game nights and Pokemon clubs and just what a great fun community space, hey? Yeah, I know for sure. When we were talking about puppets, I. It brought to mind, I lived in Toronto for a few years, and uh, the neighborhood that I lived in, you know, there was a local farmer's market. Most, I found most neighborhoods had their weekly farmer's market. And the the neighborhood association that put it off, they also did this um, annual Halloween parade. And the big barn where they uh, had the the farmer's market, they stored these enormous puppets that they made for the Halloween parade. And these were remarkable. They were I don't know, like four or five times the size of a person. You know? wow. These were massive puppets. Yeah. And they were so creepy in a really cool puppet way. Um, and then once a year, they would uh, march around the neighborhood, you know, manipulating these enormous puppets yeah. uh, in front of them. And all the kids and, and families dressed up in Halloween costumes. It was really remarkable, yeah. fun, you know, Halloween event. Yeah, that's awesome. I can't even picture a puppet that big. The only thing that comes to mind are those Chinese dragon puppets. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's kind of, a, I think, a similarity, but these were, you know, like kind of monstrous like figures. Yeah. It, was, it was really cool. Yeah, that's cool. I feel so horrible. I missed I missed the book sale this week, but it's because there was just so much... Uh, so, so so much Christmas stuff going on. I was actually committed to a few other Christmas fairs that were happening. It's because it definitely is the season with all these great events going on. But you went. Yeah, I did. I got to drop by and it was nice. There were lots of people there. Lots of books. Yeah, so I got to have a look around and I talked to some of the volunteers about what was going on there. You didn't, you didn't pick up any books? I didn't get a chance to pick any books. I, I did go later in the afternoon, so it was pretty slim pickings by the time I got mm. there. But they ended up making $7,700. That's the, amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. And yeah, so it's all going towards the library and like replenishing their um, their supplies and everything like that. And I did get a chance to talk to Roz, who's on the Friends of the Library um, committee. And she was one of the main organizers for the book sale. And yeah, so I did a little interview. Okay, why don't we take a listen to that? Yeah. Hi guys, I'm Chloe Whitridge. I'm out here at the Friends of the Library book sale at AC Hunter Library. I'm here with Roz, who's one of the organizers of the event. So how long has the book sale been running? This book sale originally started uh, in the library itself by the library staff, and it's grown um, each year uh, since the past seven years. And uh, so, yeah, seven years that it's been running. Yeah, that's great. So there's a lot of books here. So around how many donations have you received? Oh, we've, re we've received thousands of books and donations. Um, 
the sale is to help the library uh, refresh their circulation. So it's books that are coming out of circulation from the library combined with donations from the public. So it's wonderful. There's lots of um, great reads in excellent condition. So it's a wonderful book sale. That's great. So how can people donate? They can donate, uh, they can bring them to the library, the AC Hunter Library, the Marjorie Muse or Michael Donovan. And uh, the volunteers with Friends of the Library will collect them and uh, bring them to our sorting rooms. So when did you start accepting donations? Like when will you start for next year? Is it really far in advance? We will um, revisit this because we found uh, the response to our request for donations was so positive. It was wonderful this year um, prior to this sale. So we've actually probably got enough donations that we haven't even been able to sort in advance of this sale for the next sale. But we will be making an announcement uh, in the new year in preparation for the next sale. We'll try to do something probably a little bit different where we can have a single day drive or something like that perhaps. Okay, that's great. Thanks for answering my questions. Thank you so much. Did you know the Newfoundland and Labrador Public Library System features 94 libraries located in all parts of the island and Labrador, including three locations in St. John's? To find your local library and learn about all the great programming and events happening near you, go to nlpl.ca or call the Provincial Resource Division Reference Desk at 737-3950. The library system is a public service for Newfoundland and Labrador. Explore the possibilities. All right, cool. Some uh, some live on the spot reporting from the uh, the fantastic book sale uh, that happened this weekend. Yeah, and I just thought I'd also mention that uh, there's this thing that the library does called store in a box that gets set up sometimes at events, and they just sell cool library T-shirts, socks, bags, you know, all that stuff. And yeah, they have some really cool socks that are all like book themed from a company called Out of Print, and yeah. Wow, I love book-themed, you know, swag of all kinds. Yeah, I got to pick up some Harry Potter socks for myself. Ah, lucky. The library has such cool, you know, like tote bags and and t-shirts. And uh, yeah, just great stuff to get. And it's so important um, to support the library by purchasing stuff like that, if you're able to, uh, because... uh, a lot of people don't realize the library doesn't actually get funding for the programs, the many programs that are put off every year. Thousands of people uh, in the city participate in these programs, and uh, they're ent- exclusively funded by fundraising initiatives like the book sale and like the store in a box. So, yeah, if you're able to support uh, these initiatives, uh, it's definitely a, a really important cause. Yeah, for sure. Shall we talk about some books? Yeah, sure. All right. What have you been reading lately? Um, I actually just reread a graphic novel called Lissa. And I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I'm a huge graphic novel fan. And I love how you can just sit down and read them in an hour or two. And so Lissa's about two young girls named Layla and Anna living in Cairo during the 2011 Egyptian Revolution. And it follows the two of them over a number of years and all the ways that their relationships and families and health and just lives in general were affected as the revolution progressed. And yeah, it's a very real and eye-opening story to like how people are affected by these kinds of events. And it reminds you that like in so many other parts of the world, these like issues are still happening. And yeah, but it's an amazing read with beautiful illustrations. Yeah, I, I actually, I read that as well um, a few months ago, and yeah. it is a fantastic, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I loved it. 
one of the things that was really interesting, um, if I recall, it was written by a couple of professors, I think. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it got really good reviews from like academics from like an anthropological point of view because it was this very like realistic book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool to see uh, people, well, academics particularly, you know, not just writing these big inaccessible prose books, but trying to express these important ideas uh, and research through graphic novel format as well. Yeah, yeah, well, pictures speak a thousand words. So, uh, yeah, like the illustrations definitely add to it. Cool. Oh, yeah. Fantastic, fantastic read. And you say it's available at the library? Yeah, it is available at the library. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, well, hopefully people will check that out. So what are you reading right now? I'm currently reading this really interesting book by a fellow named Ben Crump. He's a lawyer in the U.S. and it's called uh, Open Season, Legalized Genocide of Colored People. So it's uh, it's it's quite a heavy, kind of harrowing read. Mm-hmm. Um, he represented uh, some of the, the families of uh, African-Americans who were shot by police uh, in the U.S. And he just experienced um, so much of this that he wrote this amazing book um, where he takes the UN uh, genocide definition Mm -hmm. um, that was developed after World War II and points out how essentially uh, that is the experience of uh, of particularly African-Americans in the U.S., um, so it's a very, and he talks about, you know, a lot of the shootings, a lot of the, the, the legal situations and laws that discriminate against African-Americans and, and, and makes a very compelling argument for uh, how all of this constitutes genocide. Um, and it's interesting, he, he uses this term, uh, the, the, the subtitle is legalized genocide of colored people. And he just, just he defines a colored person, quote, uh, by this, I mean black and brown people and people who are colored by their sexual preference, religious beliefs, or gender. In short, I define a person of color as anyone who's a non-white male. So he talks, too, about um, the violence experienced by uh, LBGT people in the mm-hmm. U.S. And, 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 and women increasingly as well. So really powerful uh, read. Um, and I just wanted to... I was just so struck by this this one quote because um, he talks a lot about systemic racism and how that's so prevalent in the U.S. And uh, he quotes actually James Baldwin, who's a was an African American author in the '60s and there about I guess the, the later part of the 20th century, who I've I've heard a bit about but never actually read much by. And I, I had to go. I went to YouTube and found actually the television clip, the interview where he said this quote, uh, and it's just so so powerful. Um, so Baldwin, when he's asked about whether he thinks American institutions are racist, he says, "quote I don't know how most white." folks in this country feel, I can only conclude how they feel by the state of their institutions. I don't know whether the labor unions and their bosses really hate me. That doesn't matter, but I know that I'm not in their unions. I don't know whether real estate lobbies are against black people, but I know the real estate lobbies keep me in the ghetto. I don't know if the Board of Education hates black people, but I know about the textbooks they give my children to read and the schools that we have to go to. Now this is the evidence. You want me to make an act of faith, risking myself, my life, my sister, my children, on some idealism which you assure me exists in America, which I have never seen. And so just, you know, the book is, you know, really peppered with these really, uh, really clear, accessible explanations of what systemic racism is, like what James Baldwin was talking about. Um, So yeah, and, and coupling that with uh, a real broad overview of a lot of the discriminatory uh, situations in the U.S. right now. So it's a really grim read, um, but I think really important to get a sense of what's going on. Yeah, for sure. We've come a long way, but there's still a long way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
so yeah so that's <laughs> that's my pre-holiday reading <laughs> yeah yeah really interesting yeah it's interesting to see like with lissa too like these academics that wrote this book and you know this lawyer like taking their time to write these novels it's like wow yeah and, and so important i think you know to make sure that such a wider audience is able to access and yeah. participate in these discussions yeah for sure all right well there we go um another great episode yeah <laughs> um so hopefully listeners will be able to check out some of those great events going on at the library over the next few weeks and we will be back again with one uh, final pre-christmas pre-holiday i guess um episode before before the new year yeah all right so we'll we'll see you then see you and that's it for another episode of beyond books brought to you by the saint john's public libraries and chmr fm i'm hans rollman And I'm Chloe Whitridge. And we'll be back with you in another few weeks.